Welcome to the Gotham Press Podcast, your home for geeky, kinky, and fun. Warning for underage listeners, this is an adult-oriented podcast. There will be frequent references to kink, sex, crude language, and various other grotesqueries. If you're under 18 and looking for answers and upfront advice about sex, please visit scarletteen.com. Also, for the dude bro listeners out there, this is nerdy shit. Go away. Welcome to the Gotham Press Podcast. This is a verbal orgy about anything like the Grafenberg spot. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. The finer points of throwing a pair of floggers and just whatever the hell we find to talk about. That said, if you have a desire to learn these and many more kinktastic nergasms, stay tuned. We're back. Damn it. Damn what? Being back. Did you not want to come back? I don't know. I'm 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 just kind of lost now. You're always lost. I'm so, sorry. Where are we at? <laughs> Who are you? Ah, oh, shit. We have a guest too. <laughs> Isn't it like two weeks in a row that we've got a guest? Two, three, seven. I don't know. Four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, purely observational, but yeah, four seasons. So a hotel. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm down. If you're down. Oh my! What are you down to do, greedy? A hotel. Down How are you going to get all that in you? Down. We will see. Where there's a will, I want to be in it. So what he's saying is he wants the entire hotel in him. We're hey, a, we've all got goals. We've all got goals. All got goals. Yeah. It's good to reach for the stars, but keep that butt plug touching the ground. <laughs> uh, oh, Shock, uh, did you hear our last episode yet? <laughs> no, you posted today, and about the time I wanted to fire it up, I had a uh, a grandchild strolling the house. Ah, so. uh, damn it! Yeah. Well, the the, the uh, butt comment will be much funnier to you <laughs> when you listen. But you remember, oh, yeah. I was here when it was recorded. Shh. You weren't in the audience. You were <laughs> you were off doing other shocking things. So greedy. Yeah. We have shock. We have shock. Shock Doc. Welcome back, Shock Doc. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Greedy. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing better than I deserve. How you doing, Cap? I'm doing better than Greedy deserves. <laughs> you guys sound spectacular. <laughs> well, at least I do. Hey, hey, that's enough out of you. So tell me, gentlemen, what is on the podcast today? Today? Uh-huh. Well, we're gonna start off the way we have been lately and telling people where they can find us. Greedy, where can they find us? Well, you can find us on Facebook at Gotham Press Podcast. You can find us at uh, Twitter at The Gotham Press. Nope. No? Try again. Gotham Press Pod. There you go. Uh, it was it was Tumblr that was The Gotham Press, but that's no longer existing. So Actually, uh, no, Tumblr was Gotham Press Podcast. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Right, it, this is why I don't do this part. This, this is, is why, why you specialize in it. This is why I keep trying to make you do it so you'll learn. Hmm. And I'm going shock, to keep on screwing it up. Shock, how do you teach somebody something? You have them do it through repetition, right? Uh, repet- well, first you uh, do it for them. Yes, which so I've done. So they can see an example of doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. And then you make them do it hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you gently correct with um, uh, useful sayings such as, Why the fuck are you screwing that up? <laughs> and, <laughs> and other helpful hints. <laughs> Shock, if you've listened to recent episodes and you know that I've been doing exactly that. What the fuck are you doing? Do you just hate your mother? You know, it's it's that. <laughs> I think Greedy does actually hate his mother. Uh, I, I wouldn't go straight to hate. But he likes his mommy. Oh. And that really is what's important. That is the important thing. Mommy stays happy. 
That's what matters. See, okay, so I was thinking, he's talking about mommy, mama. I was just thinking, the meme we need is there's dad bod and there's daddy bod. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I'm sure one of you can take care of that. I'm sure they will, too. <laughs> Good God, Shock. <laughs> I agree. Where else can they find us? Um, uh, so, so. You did Facebook. You did Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, we don't have Tumblr. Uh, what, what's what's the, at the BDSMbler? Bottom, at the bottom of a glass of laudanum. <laughs> no. You know, that's that's not my kink, but whatever makes you happy. <laughs> You're correct. BDSMbler. Um, Instagram. BDSMbler's Gotham Press Podcast. Gotham Press Podcast. Instagram. Uh, the Gotham Press. Which we haven't been on in forever in Gotham Press Podcast. There as well. Oh, Again, I, I don't do this on So purpose. as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, the first 45 minutes of the podcast is talking about where you can find the podcast. <laughs> and they enjoy it all. You can find us on all your major podcatchers. Uh, you can email us at gothampresspodcast at gmail.com. Ah, so you learned that one. <laughs> yeah. Out of, out of curiosity, if I have a podcatcher, do I also have to have a, a turquoise earring with a feather on it hanging off one ear? No. It's different than a dream catcher. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm old. I just had to. I just had to make sure we were all on the same. Page. Okay. No. But dreams do come from. <laughs> there are oh, probably wow. podcasts about dreams too. Oh, I'm sure there are. Oh, to you know, help you greedy for yeah. where you're floundering for. Why not? The Gotham Press is on FetLife. Oh yeah, huh? That place that you go to a lot. Which is why I forget it. Which is obviously not our page on FetLife. I was yeah. going to read that great article on FetLife, but there were tits. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Nobody can fault you for that. <sighs> Yay, titties. Yay, titties. Episode two of the Gotham Press Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, tits. Oh, uh, that was yes. a fun one. <laughs> titties are fun. We need to revisit that. What, titties? Titties. Titties. Wait, okay, so what we need is an episode. Where as we are recording the podcast, there is a volunteer holding breasts to the back, our naked backs as we speak. I'm okay with this. I'm okay. With I'm this. okay with this. Yeah. Well, maybe you're not included. <laughs> Hi, Greedy. <laughs> Have you ever had your ears boxed? No, and I don't want to. You're about to. And the reverse of that is an unboxing video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shock, we've missed you. <laughs> we really have. All right, Shock. Well, what have you been up to, Shock? We haven't talked to you in forever. Basically taking that that sort of gentle step back over the holidays to relax and, and slow down a little bit while all the family vanilla stuff picks up. Uh, we do that in December. We host only one major event in December, which this year was spectacular. Uh, beautiful as always, thanks to all the hard work of the volunteers and, of course, our own little occasion. Yes. Um, and then other than that, it's dealing with the vanilla life at home and dealing with the work life, etc. Um, and then finally, as of last weekend, back in the groove with Kink Events, The Munch, a terrific class uh, from your previous uh, recording the uh, presenters put on. Yes. And my Michelle one and hell Seraphine. Of a, yes, my Michelle and Seraphine, wonderful people. And then one hell of a play party after that. With that the, the headquarters was packed that night. That it was. It's so, so many people. Life's been, life's been very good to me. So. One day, Greedy, you should try to be like Shock. How so? Have that good life that he has. You know, part of it's the life, part of it's the attitude. Well, you can't fix his attitude. So, 
So, Shock? Yes. Have you been... Are you up to date on the Marvel movies? Uh, you know, I hang on every uh, early release of the trailers uh, because I am I am still a kid at heart in that aspect, and I am a big fan of uh, superhero films. When people complain that oh, there's no good films, there's nothing <laughs> but these superhero franchises taking up space, and and I think oh, all my dreams from childhood have been fulfilled. <laughs> uh, so we want to talk a little bit about. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Captain Marvel. <gasps> Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. What do you know of Captain Marvel? Um, that this film looks spectacular. It looks like it's going to step us back in time, I believe, into the 1990s, unless I'm mistaken. That's mm-hmm. correct. Um, uh, our very own Nick Fury will have... Both eyes. <laughs> and hair. And, oh, yeah, he yeah. will have hair. He'll have hair. And... Um, it looks like uh, they really have got a pretty good story, um, nice and complex, which is always good for a Marvel story. They have a lot of material to choose from. And what I've seen in the trailer, I've seen the trailer several times. I, I can't wait. What I kind of want to see, just as a throwaway gag, Hasselhoff to make an appearance as <laughs> a version of Fury. Because I don't know if you know this, but he did play Fury in a movie. Wouldn't it be funnier if at some point Nick Fury steps in front of a mirror and it's David Hasselhoff in the, in the reflection? And then they just oh, step man. away and never mention it again? Yes. <laughs> that would be great. That would be amazing. But he did play Nick Fury with one eye. So yes. perhaps it's a future dream. Oh, not even a dream. Ooh. Whenever they fix the snap, maybe alternate realities come crashing in around everything and the two of them meet. <laughs> he, I mean, hats off. He was in one of the Marvel movies. Well, uh, other than that one, I'm not sure which one, but okay. I, he was in Guardians, remember? Cameo. Oh, that is correct. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I said. He even did a song for it. <laughs> well, he's he's a versatile sight gag, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, you see him and you just have to laugh sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of Avengers, did you see that Endgame trailer? I have. How about thoughts on it? I, they're keeping a lot from us, obviously. Yeah, in yeah. the trailer, it is the somber thoughts principally of Tony Stark mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. his you know, last will and testament. Yeah. Which, considering the vastness of the universe, may never actually be seen. No one may ever actually listen to this. So I think it sets a really somber tone. But it sure leaves a lot of action tucked underneath that. A lot of potential outcomes. Although, I suspect that possibly they're going to solve the problem. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> it's yeah. not a spoiler alert, but I just have this feeling somehow Peter Parker is not dead at the end of this film. <laughs> Some way, somehow. Whatever. Quantum you- tunneling. I'm not sure yet, but somehow <laughs> Peter Parker survives. The boy's just too adorable to kill off, isn't he? He is, and you know, that actually kind of leads us in the next thing I was going to ask. Have you seen that Far From Home trailer? I have, and I'm trying to figure out where it fits in the timeline. It's got to be after everything. Well, it has to be between Homecoming and Infinity Wars, right? And that little narrow window between, getting, getting, between getting his first um, Iron Spider costume and then actually going in for Infinity Wars and going into space. I'm not sure, to be honest. I, 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 how else does it fit if he's already dealing with Nick Fury and has the bitch in costume and he's not running around in a pair of goddamn sweatpants? Mm-hmm. This is true. I, it, see, I didn't even consider that it may be prior to the snap. Maybe. In this particular Spider-Man movie, they will answer the biggest Spider-Man question of all. How do his tennis shoes stick to the fucking walls? 
You know, the problem is that I've actually read the answer to that years ago. I don't remember the exact phrase of it. But it's supposedly, even though they are shoes, his powers go through them. I forget. Again, now. quantum tunneling. It's the, only, quantum it's tunneling. the answer to everything is quantum, quantum tunneling. Quantum tunneling works. Right. No, it, it, it looks good. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I feel like from the trailer, I've already guessed the plot twist. Oh, well, yeah. That's but, you know, what, what are you going to do? Right? Well, my thing with the trailer was I appreciated, even though I know those aren't the actual villains, how they did homages to Hydro Man, Sandman, and Multiman all in that trailer. Yeah. Because Mysterio, he does illusions. Yes. Shh. There's a lot of young children that will not know <laughs> Wait, what are young children doing listening to this podcast? Stop it right now. You will stop the podcast. <laughs> you will go. Hey, Greedy, what's that thing you say at the beginning of every episode? Scarletteen.com. Yeah, scarletteen.com. Yeah. Go to scarletteen.com. They will teach you. No, it looks like a lot of fun. And I think that I think it's a little ner- interesting to take him out of New York City and the, the giant tall buildings and, you know, toss to that complication of. How do you swing from uh, skyscraper to skyscraper in downtown Queens? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did touch on them on that problem in uh, Homecoming when he was in the neighborhood and he just shoots out his web and there was nothing there to, to latch on to. <laughs> that was all, that was the classic from the cartoon. Is it's just, the web just goes into space and he swings and no one goes, "What the fuck did that attach to?" <laughs> <laughs> but but Warner Brothers, Superman the animated series. At one point, Lois Lane is in a car on a freeway overpass that is so tall in the sky, you're basically looking down at the Chrysler building. Oh, wow. When somehow they mysteriously go over it and fall for 22 minutes before Superman catches them. It's possibly perspective is not the uh, the strong suit of uh, comic writers. <laughs> Good mean, physics. Physics work as long as they're funny and entertaining. <laughs> Shock. Yes. I have a question. Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? I have. I actually took my grandson to go see that. That was good. What I was going to say, what did you think of it? Well, I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it was a, a lot more uh, emotionally deep than I expected. It was. I, I love the soundtrack for that movie. I love the storyline. The way they introduced all of the other Spider-Man characters, every time somebody came in, all right, this is the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had, it had its quirky little aspects to it. Yes. Um, uh, I, I, and my big takeaway from that is, wasn't Peter Parker a struggling photographer, just getting barely getting by? He uh, who, technically who paid for that bunker? <laughs> Seriously, well, who paid? For, and who digs the bunker and buries it in underneath the house in Queens, and no one notices? These are all very valid questions. In the Ultimate Universe, though, I believe his backstory was changed because that's where Miles Morales is based out of is right. the Ultimate Universe. Right. And it was funny. I was actually listening to one of, I believe, Kevin Smith's podcast, and they were talking about the movie, and they were trying to figure out, where is Miles Morales from? Which universe? And then I'm just screaming to myself, Ultimate! Ultimate Universe! And then his co-host is like, no, it wasn't Ultimate. <laughs> like, you <laughs> bastard. I'm sorry, my, my Spider-Man boner is coming out. <laughs> it's eight, Ironically, it's eight-legged. <laughs> Well played, Chalk. <laughs> well played indeed. I agree. Do you put this in here? Yeah. What's going on with Channing Tatum and trying to, to direct the movie that he's been oh, trying to be yeah. in forever? So uh, 
it's it's been a long time in the works trying to get the Gambit movie made. Um, Channing Tatum was trying and trying and trying to play the part of Gambit, but for whatever reason, various reasons, they never let it go. They never they never made it happen. Well, now Channing Tatum is pushing to direct the new Gambit movie just to get it out because Gambit is a fucking awesome character. He is. So, is he going to both direct and star, or just direct? I think the article was just direct, but I would I would not be upset if he was starring in it too because he would make one damn fine Gambit. Well, he would. if he's directing and starring, what's the over under on pole dance scenes? <laughs> Uh, ninety ten, it's gonna happen. At ninety, yeah, definitely ninety ten, it's gonna happen. And then the the other question is, uh, what are the odds for at least one banana hammock? <laughs> oh, what what are you referencing right now, Shock? What what where it was is Channing Tatum, right? Yeah, this is Channing Tatum. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I really hope he uh, gives uh, gives an homage to. Um, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's epic splits. Oh, God. you remember remember the video that he did? Yeah, the, the spoof on it. I do remember that. I, I think it would be awesome if you placed something like that in one of the movies. Oh, that'd be great if he gets more than one movie. Well, Agreed. I, I, and I think Gambit is like a lot of the the slightly more minor Marvel characters. He has potential. But that's really all about the story writing. That's really about um, the big picture of how they bring it together. You know, it's. Well, I'm sure acting matters as well, but <laughs> well, really, is the story captivating? Is it a throwaway, or is it something that builds on that universe? And by the end of it, you're sitting in the seat when the with the action sequences, you find your shoulders fighting with the hero. You know, it's mm-hmm. all that stuff. That that's the thing that really makes it for a good storyline is if it yeah. can get you involved in it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I think that that's something I'll have to prove. I'm just wondering where are they going to try to fit that into the current X-Men timeline, or are they just going to make it its own true standalone thing? Well, you know, you've got Spider-Man, X-Men, you've got uh, Deadpool, and none of them are really wedged in together, so I don't know that that matters. It could be, it could easily be its own independent film, and, you know, one day uh, uh, Professor X could stroll into the scene, it would be fine, or it may mention none of the other X-Men, yeah, honestly. It doesn't true. have to. And, the, uh, and when you're talking about having all these extra things, I haven't seen it, but I've heard nothing but interesting reviews of the Venom movie. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. I, I saw it and I enjoyed it. Okay. I haven't seen it just because that version of Venom, I'm like, no, no. But everybody says, don't watch it. Don't go in looking for your Venom. Go in looking for the movie's Venom. And if I go in looking at it that way... It's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> it is a little bit of a buddy cop movie with uh, uh, decapitations. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yummy, crunchy decapitations. <laughs> yummy, crunchy decapitations. Spoiler alert. Yummy, so, crummy, uh, yummy, crunchy decapitations. So, definitely something to take the six-year-old kid to go see. No. No, I refuse to take my grandkids. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I honestly stream it or uh, etc I, I think it's worth a watch actually when i was out of town um my mother slipped a copy of uh the venom the dvd she had she slipped a copy of it in my bag and i'm like one day i'll pull this out and i think you know i should probably watch this well you and i have had this conversation before <laughs> you're uh 
you're very particular about your superhero movies. I tend to they, be. They they must meet a certain really really stringent threshold for you in order for you to feel like they were successful. I'm an easy touch. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your I thing? like so I like I enjoy the watching of some of the what are considered some of the worst superhero movies, and not from a, oh that's so bad it's funny because I just don't get the whole sitting through something that's so bad it's funny. Because it's not that funny to me. Um, it's just that I, I have an easy suspension of that disbelief. And so I can go along for that hour and 58 minutes, two hours and 10 minutes, and watch Green Lantern and still and still enjoy when he's reciting the oath at the end in order to bring his courage up and, and fight the giant orange blob in the sky. You know, it's still enjoyable to me. Not as a great piece of cinema, but as two hours of fun escape. You know, and that's all I, that's all I need it to be for me. I just need it to be that, and and typically they're they're quite successful in that. My opinion of Green Lantern is Deadpool two took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, de- he definitely the Deadpool world is much better. Yeah, and and there were definite problems with the uh, the Green Lantern storyline and Hal Jordan being such a big giant wuss for so much of the movie. Yeah, it's Hal Jordan. Jesus Christ, why does he have to be afraid of goddamn everything? Um, but still, again, I'll catch it on TV. Right. I still enjoy watching it. It's okay. It's okay for me. As long as it's not something I'm paying for, I'm willing to watch. I, I still enjoy catching the, the Daredevil movie on occasion. It's okay. I won't go out of my way to watch it, but I can still sit back and watch uh, uh, Ben Affleck Ben Affleck run around in the red costume, and I'm okay with it. You know, I haven't seen that movie. I think I've only seen it twice. I saw it once on TV. I saw it once because I hadn't seen it in the theaters, and a friend of mine had just gotten it. And I caught it once on TV. And I was like, let me give this another try. And then realized, oh, it's just as bad as I remember. <laughs> mm. One of the Marvel movies I've never seen is Electra, though. I have. I haven't seen that either. I have. I, I rented it. Uh, well, you know, it was on Netflix or something. Um, but I watched it on the DVD. And I'm like, okay, that was all right. That was at, a movie. At no moment was I ever did I ever feel like, yeah, oh my god, what's coming next? The whole time I'm like, okay, maybe we have more popcorn. <laughs> that is definitely one way to look at that. Hmm. Well, shock. Yes. We had some questions. You have questions for me, Kevin. Well, I don't, but our fans do. Fans. Fans. Shock. Did you know that you have fans? I did not know that. Well, guess what? You do. Currently, your fans outnumber our fans by six. (laughs) All righty, then. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to tell you who. Actually, I'm going to read the question first, and I'll tell you who asked you this question. Actually, let's see if if he can guess who it was that that asked it. Okay. That's what I was going to do. I was going to have him. I was going to ask the question first. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first question is, how... Does one become a silver fox like yourself? Um, I apparently have my father's genetics. <laughs> because if there's anything, I, I'm practically a goddamn clone of my father. <laughs> this is this a good thing or a bad thing? So if my father has illegitimate children running around about my age, they're probably in good shape. <laughs> Do they look just like you? Well, I, I, I'm assume. Hold on. Here's the question, though. So do we have shocks everywhere then? No, 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 no. No, see, um, I went, okay, one planned child, one, oh, well, okay, guess we're having a second child, and a vasectomy. 
Okay, well then, that happens. All right, do you have any idea who would have asked that question? I hadn't the foggiest notion. Well, that was one of our former guest hosts, Brad of Steel. <laughs> well, that makes sense, asking about the fogs. Okay, all right. <laughs> it all seems so easy in hindsight. So the next question is, what is one thing that you most like about the leather community? Um, the acceptance. The, 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 the sense of uh, brotherhood or family that uh, a piece of leather typically implies and literally the acceptance of being who you are. I, I like that. I, it's, um, it's one thing I like about our own community in large, not just the leather end of it, but that fact that we can show up to an event and we can genuinely be who we are um, and we're accepted despite that. And in vanilla world, that's, uh, that's a rarity. Any guesses as to who asked you that? Um, um, uh, Significant Fiend? You got it. All right. For the win. For the win. So next question here. The questioner says, I know he often gets understandably pigeonholed as the knife guy. You're the knife guy? Um, I have a knife on me right now. (laughs) 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 And it's because I teach knife play. All right. All right. So pigeonholed as a knife guy. But what other forms of play are you passionate about? And would love to get a chance to do more of. I, I, um, well, I would with the the right partners. You know, I have a, a limited range of partners, and I don't have every opportunity to play with them I'd like. But um, I I love flogging, as you're aware. I like impact play of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes uh, punching and kicking. You know, um, you can you can make some wonderful, nice, deep bruises on the buttocks. Uh, especially if there's a little extra meat on the buttocks, you get in and punch a little bit, give a nice uh, roundhouse kick, etc. Uh, so those things will tend to linger. Uh, the other thing I really like doing in a scene, if I have that chemistry with somebody and I have that trust with somebody, um, is I like manhandling. There is that you know I I happen to be to work in a in a blue collar field and I work with my hands. I always have, um, and so bringing rough. Um, uh, well-tooled and craggly hands to bear with with a strong grip and a manhandling, um, uh, keeping a, 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 an interested body somewhat off balance but under my control. These things are very enjoyable for me. I love the headspace that will tend to put the person in if it's the right person. I understand. That's, that's definitely a solid answer. Thank you. Greedy, you were laughing during that. Yeah, there was a part of that that tickled me. Uh, <laughs> Shock, you're tickling greedy. Not intentionally. Yeah, I'll have to ask let's, for let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's. Um, let's, let's, let's. So who do you think, who do you think would have asked that? I have to admit, I don't know. That was from Miss A.K. Ah, Miss No, I wouldn't have thought of Miss A. It was being... Um, uh, asking that particular question, but it's a good question. All right. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw you, Missa. You need to get down here a little more often. I think I'll get to see her Saturday. Oh, yeah? I'll be in Fresno on Saturday. Sweet. I, I hope you have a lot of fun up there. Uh, the damn ranch, the most uh, welcoming and amazing place around. Yes, by the time you all are listening to this, is he will have long left. 
That yeah. Saturday some time ago. That Saturday some time ago. <laughs> so the next one, um, what's been the most difficult yet rewarding experience in your kink life? Um, I think ultimately it has been shepherding uh, this group and community for so long. Um, there are times when there wasn't really enough help. And it continued on because Miss Suze had such an amazing drive to keep the community alive and to keep the community uh, uh, active with uh, education and events. Um, so there were times when that it, it almost felt like just actual work. You know, okay, all right, well, that was fun on Saturday, but now here it is on Sunday, and trash needs to be hauled, and things need to be fixed, and they need to be painted, and they need to be drywalled. And it looks like it's me and that one guy over there. <laughs> yeah. you know so those those were times when that was difficult but it was always an act of love and it was always something that still gave back uh and ultimately i think it's proven to be one of the most rewarding things we've got to do within the lifestyle hmm. real quick sean mm-hmm. you have this pin on you what, i do what, what, what's what with this pin it's got a big 20 on it well, this pin, which uh, is the number 20, uh, with the logo for the Triskelion in it, um, followed by a, a bar that uh, says Bakersfield, it is to commemorate our upcoming 20th anniversary munch in June. Um, back in June of 1999, uh, 1999, a wonderful woman who went by Shy Darling, had hosted the first munch in Bakersfield, the first regular munch in Bakersfield. A very outgoing person, I'm sure. No, none at all. Uh, <laughs> but she was pushing her own boundaries at the time and giving to the community. Um, and while she had to step away not terribly long after that, uh, the community has continued with regular monthly munches the entire time. And come June, we are having our 20th anniversary munch. And these are to celebrate this. We These were donated by a wonderful um, um, couple in the group. And we've been giving these out uh, to, as you gentlemen would know, to the people who have provided uh, service to the community year in and year out. We still have a few people to get those to. And then starting around the munch itself, uh, that 20th anniversary munch, then we'll have them for sale so people can commemorate their time at the munch and being involved with this uh, this amazing community. I just thought about something logistically. Sure. I was at the bunch this month, mm-hmm. and we were packed to the gills. We were. How is the 20th anniversary munch going to going to last in that spot? Well, Captain, that's an amazing question. Um, it's because it's going to be in my pool at the Shock Doc Compound. Ah. So we won't actually be at our local Mexican restaurant with the closing semi-closing door. Um, <laughs> we will actually be lounging in the pool, and I'm. We're working at the details. It'll probably be bring your own food, bring your own drink. Come enjoy the company of your fellow kinksters in a, in a wet and inviting environment. We'll have a few speeches. We're going to uh, uh, tell a few stories. Lack of clothes. A, a very <laughs> casual attitude towards nudity. Absolutely. Uh, one of my, my personal favorite things to do in the pool. Um, and I think we're just going to make it an, a special evening so that we can commemorate it without uh, making it a terribly com- complicated event. Because we will have be having a luau two months after that, and the luau is a really really big blowout event. Oh yeah, always. Since I look, since I've lived here, it's great. It I have, I've always enjoyed it. All right, we have one more question. Absolutely. All right, this one. All right, Chuck. The zombie apocalypse is happening right now. Dun dun dun. How long would it take you to pack your truck and run for the hills? 
20 minutes tops. 20 minutes? What are you... T- what? But I have a giant, yeah. enormous service truck with an onboard inverter, lots of storage batteries, a, uh, a refrigerator, a microwave. Throw an airbag in that sucker and some dry canned goods, and we can be out of here. <laughs> well, considering he's right here and I'm right here, and I, I hope that I would be included in that caravan, I would jump into the truck or into the car with him right now. Oh, absolutely, greedy. Absolutely. <laughs> First person I thought of. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but he is shaking his head. Hell no. Hell yes, no. No, we would be rounding up the family. <laughs> yeah. And, and greedy no. family. Oh, Thank you, Shock. You are definitely family, too. Thank you. So, so who do you think would have asked that? Zombie apocalypse. Oh, I can't remember. Well, I'm falling down the job. I have no idea. Well, this one came from our very own Retro Bella. Oh, okay. Classy woman. Indeed. Next time you see any of these people, they're going to just going to say, how could you not know it was me? <laughs> you I know, didn't know Retro Bella was into zombies. So I have to, I, that's oh, not, yeah. it, it's not something that I was aware of. Ah, well, that would be, a, that's your good answer. See, and Miss, I didn't Miss know. A K came from light, literally left field. Uh-huh. <laughs> 110 miles north. Was she trying to drop a hint? I, I wouldn't make that assumption, Captain. Huh. You know, that's one of my know. drawbacks is is that um, I I don't pick up well on flirting. Uh-huh. I mean, I understand when a woman flirts with me. I don't realize that she would like it to be more than flirting. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Because my assumption is, oh, she just being, she's just being nice. <laughs> You're that guy, then. I'm definitely that guy. Always have been that guy. Well, you know, we've been talking about a few things. I'm wondering, though, with the 20th anniversary, what other current events are happening, you know, for you for this year? For 2019, what are you looking forward to? What's coming up? Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm uh, looking forward to our luau that we mentioned. Um, We've got some terrific classes. Speaking of the amazing Retro Bella, uh, her... um, uh, Women Educators in the Valley series is really picking up steam. Um, she's got a terrific class coming up in March uh, called Hot, Slick, and Smooth, Straight Razor Shaving, Vintage Straight Razor Shaving. That sounds like that's going to be amazing. She's brought a, uh, the class that was in the last weekend, your your previous uh, recording guests. Oh, yes. uh, she brought those individuals in, and she has many more contacts to come. She's brought us a terrific range of educators. And um, I'm looking forward to, to each of those classes as they come along. Chuck, again, this was from the last episode. You've heard what happened down in L.A., yes? With yes, Threshold? With, unfortunately, the Threshold, yes. Your thoughts on that? Um, it, it's a really precarious situation to be in. I can understand their frustration in being there for so many years and being inspected so many times. And then one day a new inspector shows up with all the power of the law and goes, nope. And you have so little recourse without throwing an enormous amount of money at the problem. And that's that's the situation. If they had unlimited capital, they could probably be fixing that thing this weekend. But, you know, therein lies the reality of, of creating something that really runs more like a co-op than anything else, you know, because it's not a money, not really a genuinely money-making enterprise, is that you just seldom have that kind of capital on hand. 
Um, you have enough to survive on what you have and hope you don't run into any trappings. You know, too, and, and, and because of that particular predicament with, well, you'd have to make some serious modifications to the building, and then you would have to apply for a different zoning ordinance, right? So because of those two things, the cost of doing that could be so much more than finding another location. Yeah. It may ultimately be the the the, the cheaper of the two not, not cheap options. From what I remember reading a little bit, the getting zoned would be close to 50K. Yeah. Plus the time involved. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, the club isn't doing anything. All right. Have you ever run into anything like that in this community at all? Um, no, we, we've been quite fortunate in that aspect. Um, one point many, many years ago um, when we were hosting play parties in uh, one of our members' two-car garage, she just volunteered the space. She was very generous in that aspect. Um, we had a detective show up, and that immediately perks ears up. But what he was doing was he was investigating a crime that was off-scene, and he just needed to talk to the owner about an individual that she knew. And when he found out we were hosting play parties in the back, he explained to her, if you're not selling drugs or doing prostitution, we don't care. It was, it was really low priority. The neighbors weren't complaining. Civil ordinance wasn't being broken. The fact we were getting together as a group of friends and doing something uh, relatively kink-based was irrelevant to them. We weren't we weren't we weren't something to be chased down and, and chastised or corrected. So. so what you're saying is the kink community in that particular instance wasn't a threat to society at all. Not in the least. Not at least. It wasn't even the reason the detective was there. Right. It was completely uh, unrelated to the to his right. his in, his questioning of that particular individual, uh, and she wasn't a suspect. She was just. Had Somebody the opportunity that, to provide information on yet a third party. So. Right. She may have known the person in question. And, you know, in hindsight, he probably showed up to ask questions. And she probably went, is it a problem that we're hosting kink parties in the back? You know, so I don't know how much information she volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem is that he didn't say, you know what? Maybe I want to join in. <laughs> Would have been welcome. <laughs> it's always nice to have uh, somebody in law enforcement in the group. Hey, um... We actually just had a question pop up on uh, the Discord. Oh, that's another place that people can find us on Discord. Yes, um, it is. Okay, for email the, us for the for... old man in the group. Uh, Discord is an app. Yes, Discord okay. is a Discord it... is a chat app. Uh, okay. very much like Yahoo Messenger, only for cell phones, and it gives us uh, a lot more freedom than Yahoo ever did. Well, I'd seen the you know it, we're going to ask questions in the Discord, and then ultimately I wasn't really sure what the Discord was, but I understand. <laughs> I, I get it. It's an app. Yes. So anyway, um, the question is, uh, give us give us an example of something that helped you and Miss Sue's to you uh, keep the group organized and running smoothly while managing your outside life and the community throughout the years. Um, ultimately, that, that came down to volunteers. Uh, there were times where um, when the children of one age, then we had help by the time the kids were old enough that they were our own children that they were out doing their own thing and we didn't have to watch them on two Saturday nights a month, then we, we, did, we were able to do even more than we had. And by the time we were back to that situation where we're grandparents raising two children, uh, we have in-home help uh, to watch them, to free us up. Um, but on, honestly, what's always been helpful in that aspect 
our volunteers to, to pick up some of the slack so we didn't have to do absolutely everything. You know, it's people. It's the generosity of people's time and their willingness to, to do the things that go on behind the scenes and aren't really fun, uh, but ensure that a, a party happens and that the people that are there, the guests that are there, uh, kind of never even see it. See, that just tells me that you're putting on a great thing. Uh, you have a great environment, a great community. And because of that great community, it brings in more people because, hey, they enjoy it so much they're willing to clean up after it yeah. just to make sure it keeps going. Yeah. That's the type of thing that people see and they enjoy, right? It, it, it is. And it's, it's people tell me that it's because we've given them an opportunity to have this kink family. Um, they're very kind in that praise. We've, we've given them this opportunity and they give us their time to see to it that things happen. And that Miss Suze doesn't have to run over here and, and do everything prior to a party. She doesn't have to stay until one thirty or 2 o'clock in the morning and do everything after a party. Um, and in the meantime, they get to also experience the party with us and the social environment that happens and to meet new people and to make new friends. And, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be the same without these people. Yeah. You know, which brings up a subject that I find fascinating a little sad but fascinating having been involved with the various communities for a long time mm -hmm. is that there's always a steady inflow of new people there's always a new face at, at wicked there's always a new face at the munch almost without fail and oftentimes multiple so you always have new people coming in and yet the irony is the overall numbers very very slowly grow or don't there seems to be this interesting reality over time where for all the new people that come in, some of the people that were there slowly drift off into the scenes. Partially it's they couple up when they were out looking to meet someone. All those social events were much more attractive. Mm -hmm. Now that they've met someone and the two of them can go home and play, then suddenly the, the motivation to go to as many events wanes off just isn't there anymore it just isn't there anymore because their needs are being met in a different way some people i believe it's a mistake but you know people live their own lives some people show up in the hopes of meeting that perfect someone and in a certain number of events if they haven't they convince themselves they never will and they drift away that is not the right way or the right reason to come out to events people some no people, it is not it's not but it's a reality of human it, beings it some, is a reality some people come in and they pair up early and then that goes south and then both, neither of them wants to see the other at an event, so one of them might continue to show up, or neither of them show up. It's, a, it's just a fascinating reality of human beings that over time, as many new people as we've taken on even in the last five years, at a month there should be 125 goddamn people. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, we had an unusually large crowd this weekend because we had a large family that came as part of the educational event. They brought some extra friends with them. Um, and we slightly overwhelmed our munch location, but that's a rarity. Yeah. And the fact is we almost always have eight to 10 empty seats in a munch, no matter how many people are SVP, even though there's new people at almost every single one, if not multiple new people at every single one. I just find it fascinating for all the little reasons why people drift away after they, they come and get involved. Shock is it your strong personality that's scaring them away. Yes, that's it. <laughs>
It, it's that, or I really need a better quality of deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> what? I heard a laugh. I heard a laugh in the background, too. I don't know if the listeners would have heard it. Probably not. Hi. The quietest of the Dungeon Dragons. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is very true. One day she'll find her voice again. <laughs> would that not be cool to get her on the podcast again? It would. One day. Someday. Someday her voice will be heard. <laughs> You know, Again. it's it's only ever the podcast that we don't hear her voice. Other times, we can hear it from one end of the house to the other. I said nothing. Wow, I can feel <laughs> her blushing. I can feel the radiant heat from her cheeks. From oh her. yes, the, you, the, you the, felt all that. You didn't see her do that. <laughs> there was there was a disturbance in the force. <laughs> yeah, flipping that bird kind of kind of disturbed a few things. So, so that question that I asked, uh, the one thing that uh, that's really helped you with your with the lifestyle and your family life. Um, any guess who that might have been? Um, a little occasion. Good guess, but <laughs> negative. Uh, that was actually New Girl. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Who I haven't seen recently. Get your ass to an event. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but uh, listeners, thank you very much for your questions. Uh, I thank Shock Doc. Thank you for for answering their questions. I'm, I'm happy to be on, and, and and I'm happy to answer questions. Yeah, Shock, we have heard you say on a couple of occasions, not many, that you do enjoy the sound of your own voice. I do, I do. <laughs> Which is, I was explaining to someone um, earlier today, is that uh, the young lady that subs to me, an incredibly kind on the range, beautiful young woman. Um, someone had mentioned that uh, they wanted to get to know her more. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, she's, she's shy, so that has to be done a little slowly, right? You know. Right. Uh, it also helps if I'm not there sucking all the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> because she will tend to uh, quietly sit uh, near me or behind me and, uh, you know, that, the safety of the, the, the physical contact and just let me ramble and ramble. And until, ramble. until the new person just walks off. Yes. Uh, you're missing out, new people. You know, it's actually one of those things I try to work on um, is the fact that I'm very comfortable at events. I'm very comfortable with meeting new people and, and kink events. And, yeah, of course, I have stories to tell. Well, everybody likes to be that center of attention and be the storyteller, and, and I suffer from that. So, uh, so it, it, when something's going on, forcing myself to shut my mouth and let other people have an opportunity to tell their stories or ask their questions without me inserting myself into everything is actually something I struggle with. I recognize you it. You struggle inserting yourself into things? Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. That's why I need more loop. Um, <laughs> but no, it's seriously, it's, it's something I have worked with myself about. Whether it's successful or not, I don't know. But it is something that I struggle with. Because I just want to talk. I just, oh, I got something to share. But other people have things to share, and I'm I'm loud and I'm obnoxious, and it's easy for me to then again suck all the oxygen out of the room. So what you're really saying is you're a chronic extrovert. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not a bad description, Cap. It's not a bad description at all. Well, the fact that you're willing to recognize it and admit it that's that that shows a tremendous amount of character, sir. I I I, I would like to be a better human being. It shows. Chuck, how do you know you're not already the best of us? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, yeah, being being um, 
I'm comfortable in my own skin, as you guys are probably aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a certain amount of self-confidence. It's partially because I'm familiar with my strengths, and I'm intimately familiar with my failings. And as part of that, being aware of those things, it's just trying to improve the failings whenever possible. I agree. Yo. You even forgot to put it on the rundown again. What is the point of this if you're not going to do it? No, it was it was for first-time guests. Ah, wait, so you're saying Shock, since he's been here, he must be denied? Well, Shock, um, <laughs> since uh, Captain has called me out on it, yes. um, black or white? Oh, uh, definitely uh, black. There you go. Wait, you had the cards here already, and you still aren't going to use them. I did. You know, I I, I decided that, you know, I'm going to stick to what, what I had said the first time around, that it's every time we have somebody on for the first time, I'm going to ask them. But then you call me out on it like that asshole. And uh, Do I get to fill this up? <coughs> yes. yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't use that pen either. Uh, you might want to reach behind you because that, that pen kind of sucks. Well, so, um, Greedy's familiar with this joke I created some time back. Uh, I'm going to leave a blank for other people to make their own humor, but it will be the Virgin Mary continuing to complain about the lingering taste of God's blank. <laughs> My yeah. own joke is semen, but hey, you fill in with whatever <laughs> floats your boat. Oh yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have you put that one on as a, <laughs> as a card. Uh, the, yeah, this is definitely going in the deck. So, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much, Shock, for being on. I'm, I, I'm very, very happy, very honored that you're here. Also, Shock, at some point we will definitely have to pin you down. That that'll be a trick. But wait, go wait. on, I'll, continue I'll, with your uh, thought. I, I, yeah. was, I was waiting for the listeners to. Chuckle. <laughs> uh, as far as what we were saying prior to start recording, having you just have a few phrases. Hey, listeners, you can send a few phrases in to us as well, either at our email, gothampresspodcast at gmail.com, or on any of the social media, or if you're on our Discord, definitely there, um, to say certain phrases either as a dad or a daddy. <laughs> daddy boy. Yeah dad bought <laughs> oh god well the subtle difference greedy yeah it's about the end i think so shock uh, much as we said thank you so much for coming back on You're quite welcome i appreciate you guys having me on yeah. and i appreciate the listener participation very much and you are the longest running guest that we've had on here wow well, am i, I gonna agree. get a pen you cheap bastards. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. A bit? We need to we need to ha uh, we need to make Gotham Press pins. It's not a bad idea. I wonder how many people would actually want one of those. Oh well, obviously Shock. Isn't that the one that counts the most? No. <laughs> hey. Let's let's actually put this out there. Uh since since uh this is now on the podcast, let's say uh, um, uh, uh, GoFundMe. Um, what am I thinking of? Patreon. Patreon. Patreon, or uh, <coughs> what's the cl- what's the classic one for for online funding for something? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Uh, basically, start a Kickstarter project. Well, what and everybody that contributes gets a pen. Because basically, Actually, the costs are, you know because we recently had pens made, mm-hmm. and the costs are well, if you if you do a thousand, they're only this much each. Mm-hmm. But you're yeah. still talking about spending a thousand dollars. Yeah, minimum order is like a hundred, hundred and fifty, and then of course there's the the initial artwork setup charge, 
But if you kickstart it, you could probably come up with the funds to, to do 100 or so. And, you know, everybody that contributes gets a pen. That's good. Also, that is a really good idea. Listeners, both Greedy and I are shitty artists. So if you have an idea for a pen for us. If you have the talent to back up that idea. Yes, the talent helps. Go ahead and, as I said before, send us but, your but art. Who do we know? That's artistically talented and amazingly kinky, <coughs> just a dark star, um, that could potentially <laughs> contribute to this. I don't know, Jim. We'll have to scratch our heads over this. We will. Um, so. Actually, I'm glad you brought just a dark star up because she is going to be our guest on the next episode that we record. Oh, that's terrific. She we need to put this episode person. out before that episode gets recorded then. Yeah. Well, no, not even before the episode's recorded, just before this episode airs. I need you to pay attention to things, man. I'm going yeah, to need a flow chart. So you go to step at No. <laughs> Maybe a Venn diagram. Oh, um, flow charts. That made me think of one one last thing. Um, well, have, you, have you seen... You've seen Black Mirror, yes? I, I, mm-hmm. I've seen a few episodes. Um, and it's it's. I think it's really well made, but I found it really stressful to watch. It is. That. Yeah. It yeah. is. I was going to bring up their movie that they made, which was a choose-your-own-adventure movie. It keeps being referred to online as Bandersnatch. That's the title of it. Yes, okay. Yes, Bandersnatch. I watched that thing. Some of the endings are, wait, what? And some of them are like, no. Yeah, I I personally avoided it, you know, but it, it, it seems to really have a strong following. But as an example, there is, not giving away spoilers, there's an episode where everybody has to pedal bicycles and watch commercials all day. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. would hang myself. That's all. I, was, I, I watched, that was the last episode I watched. And, and just being, the idea of being in a society where I'm forced to stare at a commercial in order to uh, uh, survive, yeah, I, I would take my own life, so. Agreed. Okay. Okay. That's en- that's enough of that. Shock. <laughs> we, we we've held you hostage for far too long. I'm sure other people want to see you because there is an event to that's go to tonight, isn't there? No, Wicked Wednesday. Wicked Wednesday. I'm going to be there vetting people, shaking some new hands, and uh, uh, getting uh, taking uh, all the air uh, out a little of the room. Bit of, taking all the air off the patio. <laughs> although, although in all honesty, Master Bear and I share a lot of oxygen when we're, we're in a room together. So. Mm. The, the man is a force to be reckoned with. So that's why we have it outside, so there's more oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> His smoke-filled oxygen and my pure oxygen, and between the two of us, we're licking our platters clean. <laughs> All right. Well, Shock, again, thank you for coming thank on. You, uh, any final thoughts from you, Shock? Um, when you're in the King community, if you're out at events, and by God, get out to events, make it a point to get up and talk to someone you don't know yet. I have an opportunity to have a conversation with them and ask them about them. Make them, uh, give them an opportunity to talk about themselves and to talk about their journey. And it brings us all a little bit closer together. Yeah, even if they're wearing a horse's head and wearing a banana hammock, they're still a person, damn it. They're still a person, damn it. Well stated, sir. Greedy, final thoughts? Yeah. When you're in the King community and you're out and about in the vanilla life, don't make a point to go say hi to anybody because you don't know who the hell they're with. <laughs> awesome. Final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts from me are the same as usual. Kids, go out there. Play. Don't break your toys. Like we said on our last episode, breaking your toys is bad. Colossomy bags are not fun. 
No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I don't know a single person whose kink is a coloscopy bag for the rest of their life. On that uh, note, thanks for listening to the Gotham Press podcast. Come back next back time, next bat channel. What episode was this? What episode number? Uh, season four, episode eight. Eight. Episode eight. You've been listening to the Gotham Press podcast, season four, episode eight. We'll see you soon.